I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, Small Business Advanced Tax Planning and Compliance Extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans Podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. So let's roll. Um, we'd like to welcome to the podcast today, Dr. Blake. Blake. You were like the third one I've had to read today, and I don't read well out loud. Uh, Dr. Blake Howley, is it Howley? Howley, yes. Howley is the founder and CEO, CEO of Motega Health, which formed as a joint venture with Shear Kirschman Laboratories, a pioneer and innovator of over 40 years in the food, pharma, and nutraceutical space. I love that word. <laughs> Motega Health has developed multiple breakthrough patented sustained release technologies that enable pharmaceutical, nutraceutical, and other counter products and is currently in a capital raise to launch a direct-to-consumer telemedicine platform focused on women's health, which we're going to talk about a lot because we have a lot of synergy there. Um, So welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jamie. Um, So so I'm going to ask you to give me like the back the background but first um what was your first job my first job well i'm not going to count the the like weekend jobs of cutting grass oh, you like to count those which, which i had to do but my first real job was um with a company called food uh it was called food town at the time i joined eventually became uh food lion uh lowest food prices in north carolina south carolina virginia Still got that hit in my head after 40 some years. Did you have to answer uh, the phone like that? No, I was, you know, I was a bagger. Ah. I was a bagger. And uh, I, I actually, Jamie, this is very important to know. In my list of accolades, mm-hmm. I was bagger of the month, my first <laughs> month. So if you need groceries packed, Is that come the first thing on your resume? It's yeah. Like Drugs developed, bagger. foods, and bagging groceries. Yeah. Head bagger. How does that, has that translated to your current life at all? Uh, you know, I, I, I suppose my, my, both my parents worked growing up and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they really did have a very um, firm dedication to, to work. And so I've always tried to do things that were meaningful and bagging groceries is not meaningful, but mm-hmm. if you could brighten someone's day, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was, that was fun. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, so give us a quick run through of your bra- of your background. It's a kind of a long one, but yeah, I'm, do I'm, that. I'm I've got a I've got a uh, I've I've been very fortunate in, yeah. in my career. I'm a veterinarian by training. I uh, I'm one of those people that decided very very young what I wanted to do. Wrote an autobiography when I was in fourth grade that said I was <laughs> a veterinarian. Not a not a very long autobiography. That is um, awesome. Did you, was it like very specific about like how your life was going to go? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was an assignment this teacher had given us in English and That's really interesting. ironically, I didn't know how to spell veterinarian. Well, um, I don't know how to do it either. <laughs> <laughs> but I said I wanted to go to NC State University, which did not even have a vet school at the time. Oh, wow. So, uh, you know, I wish that I still had that kind of prescient uh, ability to predict mm-hmm. the future, but I don't, uh, or I would have gone into stockbroking, I guess. Um, <laughs> So I, I, I was very fortunate when, um, when I was in college, I got to uh, try out for this thing called Operation Raleigh, uh, which was pen- patroned by Prince Charles. Mm-hmm. And uh, his goal was to bring people from all over the world together in sort of a service, adventure, and science. And so I got to spend uh, two and a half months in the outback in Australia, uh, traveling with an Aborigine and... We ran out of food, uh, like after about, I think probably about 30 days. And so we had to hunt and fish and find our food. And it was amazing, amazing, amazing experience. I actually, uh, met with this veterinarian who taught me how to do postmortems on water buffaloes, uh, because water buffaloes are not native to Australia. So they bring tuberculosis in. So we were checking for tuberculosis and this veterinarian said, um, you know, I, I did this movie. You ought to go see it when you're in Darwin. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, he's like, yeah, it's called Crocodile Dundee. It's going to be, it's going to be good. I think. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whatever. And he's the guy who actually anesthetized the water Buffalo when Crocodile Dundee went. Mm-hmm. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. 
So I, I remember watching it in Darwin and all these people coming out and saying, God, I want to go to New York. I'm like, no, this is where you want to be. This is the cool place. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, but that was a, that was a really good experience, Jamie, because, um, you know, for a period of time, I, I, you know, we didn't know where we were going to find our next meal. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were some days where we were searching for water. Wow. So when, when you're faced with the, and you know, there were other people with us. We, in my particular group, there were eight mm-hmm. um, from five different countries. And, you know, when you're faced with those kinds of challenges, it puts other things into a little bit better perspective. Yeah. And so contrast. I, I've, I've, I've held on to that all my life, but, but I fell in love with birds then. And uh, so when I did graduate from veterinary school, I, I had a focus um, on birds and exotics and, and I practiced for seven years. Wow. Uh, pretty much doing uh, avian and exotic animal medicine mm-hmm. and uh, did some television and radio, which mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. You know, I was never the Jack Hanna. I never, I never reached that uh, high a level, but um that, you know, I did do uh, quite a bit of writing and, you know, book chapter. And mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that work, but I got more and more involved on, on the marketing side. Mm-hmm. Um, started to work with a, a bird food company. Oh, okay. Uh, so eventually I, I was training veterinarians about bird medicine. And I was an adjunct professor at UW-Madison at their vet mm. school. Um, and then I moved to uh, Topeka, Kansas to uh, work with Hills Pet Nutrition. And at that time, I, I got my MBA um, nights, as, as many people uh, do. Yeah, um, the only time left. Yeah. <laughs> for those MBAs. Yep, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and after, after that, they, uh, they shipped me off to Australia. Oh, so got to go back. back. Australia. Um, and I, I ran the Australia-New Zealand business uh, there and then moved uh, to Europe. And I ran the Central Eastern Europe and Russia business, which oh, was wow. a huge challenge because... 17 different countries, you know, English was only their second language or third language mm-hmm. in many cases. And, um, you know, the, the market was growing very rapidly in, in those uh, countries as people, you know, more and more begin to have pets as, uh, or animals as pets, bring mm-hmm. them into their home and caring for them. Then I ran the UK and Ireland business uh, for a number of years, moved back to the States, uh, went to work for a pharmaceutical company out in San Francisco, and then I did some work for another pharmaceutical company down in Argentina. And, You've been all over um, the place. And then, then uh, decided after uh, a little stint in a, in a business that wasn't successful based, um, um, based in Australia that I brought over to the U.S. Mm-hmm. that maybe I should just try this on my own. Hmm. And uh, that's when I discovered Sheer Kirschman and started working with them and uh, wanted to license out some of the products that they developed over their 40-year career and a really amazing career uh, mm-hmm. that these guys have had. Um, but, but I, I was, I was challenged with a huge portfolio of products and a decision of how to sort of monetize these products, mm-hmm. whether I just license them out to other companies or whether I take some of these and, and do something myself with them. And, you know, as I, as I looked at um, the different options, I, I started to look at women's health. Mm-hmm. And it's just a vastly, vastly underserved market. Right. And uh, even today, you know, there's huge gender bias in research. Mm-hmm. It comes for, uh, you know, a number of reasons, but quite, quite honestly, one of the most common ones is that um, pharmaceutical companies don't want to use women because of the menstruation cycle. Mm-hmm. And um, that confounds the data. Mm-hmm. So women are really underrepresented in, in research. And I mean, amazingly, they used to use thin men <laughs> and, and somehow that represented a child or a woman, which is, you know, preposterous. Um, it's like the uh, smaller crash dub- dash dummies yes. that aren't like an- anatomically correct. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, as I, as I started to talk to OBs and, and um, nurse practitioners, people involved in, in women's health, I, I learned that not only are women under under underserved in the in the pharmaceutical space but there's also this complicating factor around um, particularly issues related to vaginal health and menopause mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where there's there's shame uh, there's um, th- this sense that you know they don't want to share mm-hmm. part of it I think relates to the fact that 
for, for most of their lives, women are net givers of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, they give to their spouse, they give to their kids, you know, 80% of all health decisions are made by women. Mm-hmm. And yet when it comes to their own health, um, and particularly perimenopause and menopause, mm-hmm. suddenly that, that net giving of energy, that outflow is challenged. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and they simply don't have the kind of energy to give. Mm-hmm. And the, the comp- so 80% of women, for example, suffer from night sweats and, and hot flashes. Mm-hmm. 80%. Wow. 25% seek help. So, you know, we, we, we've got to over, overcome this. Yeah. And, and here's the amazing thing. You know, those symptoms go on for an average of 7.4 years. I'm not ready. <laughs> 7.4 years. Nine I, years, I, I, nine I years for Hispanic women and 10 years on average for African-American women. Which so, racial bias on top of yes, gender yeah. bias. So, so I, you know, I was, I was asking, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still learning obviously, but mm-hmm. I, I, w- I was asking these OBs like, so why is this happening? Why, why are women not talking about it? And, mm-hmm. and again, you know, part of it comes from the fact that they have been always giving of themselves, giving mm-hmm. of their energy. And for the first time in many of their lives, they need something, they mm-hmm. need energy. Mm-hmm. And yet there are these issues that, sur- that surround it. Um, so as a woman, goes through perimenopause, which can start even in, for some women in their 40s. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not ready. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll be 40 next month. I'm not ready. <laughs> My mom goes, oh, you're getting close. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Not ready for nope, it. Nope, not going to. No. Doing everything I can to. Nope. Well, and, and so doing everything you can starts with educating yourself. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, so, so part of what we want to do with our direct-to-consumer to women's health initiative is ensure that, you know, we give women a voice, we listen, Mm -hmm. um, there will be, you know, we will have a telemedicine platform. So there'll be doctors Mm or nurse practitioners that they Mm -hmm. can speak to, but, and this is an important point. And I think an important point to understand of why I believe this is going to be successful Mm -hmm. is that, um, for, for women who have these issues around, uh, feeling embarrassed or feeling Mm -hmm. shame, Mm -hmm. um, you know, this will be a, even though it won't be anonymous because your doctor will know everything about you. Yeah, yeah, um, still do that. But, but there's not going to be the issue of them walking into, into the grocery store and seeing that person or Mm -hmm. going to a dinner party and and sitting down beside their gynecologist Mm -hmm. um, or going to church. And, Mm -hmm. and this, uh, you know, this person who's sitting beside you knows that you have pain with intercourse Mm -hmm. because of vaginal dryness, which Mm -hmm. is a, a complication in 38% of women with menopause. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we want to remove those concerns. Uh, we want to remove that issue of shame. We want to give mm-hmm. women a voice. They want to understand. So w- we believe that we can, we can create that. And, you know, the company is going to be run by women. It's going to be for women mm-hmm. and, and about women. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to leverage these products that we have, we have created over a number of years, mm-hmm. um, which, have some special qualities. I mean, we can talk about it if you like, but some yeah. special qualities that, that um, allow it to stay within the vaginal wall. Mm-hmm. So most things that are put in the vagina want to be pushed out. That's mm-hmm. the peristaltic waves. It's a, it's a self-cleaning oven like we like to That's say. That's right. That's right. So um, with, with our product, it's uh, pseudoplastic. So it kind of rides those waves. No, that's cool. Yeah. So what we put there stays there. You know, I think, you know, kind of going back to, you know, why women don't seek help um, or, I mean, a lot of these things have just been normalized, right? So, yep, you're going to have night sweats, but for forever, right? Or right. you're going to, you know, or you have incontinence. Yeah, that's just normal. You've had a couple of babies. Mm-hmm. Just, you're just going to pee when you jump. Right. You know, right. and there's a lot of things that, you know, have been normalized that really shouldn't be normal. Exactly. You know, you know I, I, I can't tell you how many like mom groups have been in or, you know, groups of women that are just like, yeah, you know, I can't go to the jump place because I pee. And I'm like, that's pelvic floor stuff. Mm-hmm. There's exactly. people who specialize in helping you fix that. That is exactly right. But it's taking the time and it's a stigma around that. That's right. right. And, and stigma, I mean, stigma is the right word. It is. So, you know, you, you look back you know, a thousand, 2000 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, people believe that women wilted flowers when they were on their period. 
So, you know, it, it's even today, you know, 30% of women on their period have diarrhea associated with that period. So period associated mm -hmm. diarrhea. Yeah. Most people don't even know about it. And, you know, for, for young women going through that, who, who do they talk to? Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes some people have great friendship, great circle of friends where or they can talk about things, or whatever. but, but they're not enough. They're not enough resources uh, for, for, for people. And so we're, we're, we're out to change that. We're, I love we're out it. To change the world. That is so awesome. And I think it's, it's just for refreshing because, you know, I've worked in birth um, mm -hmm. for, you know, I did, I was a birth ruler for three years. Um, I've been in a lot of births and I've talked to a lot of women and, there's still a lot of, you know, conversations I see and things like that where like, you know, the pelvic floor stuff or the incontinence or, you know, even just going to their doctor and being like, this is a problem. And the doc's just like, eh, that's normal. Yeah. Like, cause we've just, we've stopped looking for solutions for a lot of these things. Yeah. And um, I mean, Western medicine is often focused on here's the problem. Here's a solution. Mm -hmm. And that solution is often pharmaceutical you know, our approach is we want to look at the whole person mm -hmm. uh, and, and we want to consider how can we help this woman to feel mm -hmm. her very best. Right. And um, that can take on many forms. It's mm -hmm. not just about a product that we sell. In fact, in, in many cases, um, you know, I suspect when a woman is, is doing a teleconsult with us, mm -hmm. um, we, we might not have a product for her. We might uh, have yeah. to direct her to a, a, a physician or a, a know another person who can mm -hmm. help her with those with whatever particular issue she has yeah so you know we're not there to just push 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 our products oh no no no, no. Um, we certainly just, hope you have some solutions that's right we have some solutions but um you know there there are other things that you know may be going on that are going to require a different mm -hmm. level of care but we want to help guide that decision for them yeah it's hard mm -hmm. um and I just, you know, I just think of, you know, all the women, like women with endometriosis or, you know, things like that, where women are, women are in pain, mm -hmm. but because there's no solution or whatever, like we can't just keep getting them, giving them pain medication, but, right. you know, and we're not believed with them when we're in pain a lot of the time, you know, we're being dramatic. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there is a whole stigma around this. And so creating a platform where people are believed or women are believed is really the first step. And you guys are working on that right now, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, so um, I kind of just want to bring it back to you. Um, so you have been in a bunch of businesses. You've run a couple now. What have been some of the biggest obstacles for you um, as a business owner and entrepreneur? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think about, um, you know, the businesses I've run both, both overseas and in the U S and I think always the, the greatest challenge that a business faces is finding the right people. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I'm a huge Jim Collins fan. So, uh, I, I'm a big believer in, you know, getting the right people on the bus and getting mm -hmm. the wrong people off the bus. Mm -hmm. And, and I think, you know, for any, person who takes over, you know, a new business or starts their own business, you know, oftentimes for entrepreneurs, they start business with people that they know or friends. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those people aren't appropriate for the business long term. Mm -hmm. And those are really, really challenging, difficult decisions. Mm -hmm. And I think anyone who has any empathy, even when you have, uh, you know, an employee who's not performing or who, you know, is, is damaging the business, if you have any empathy at all, it's still hard. To, to take that decision. But I think also it's, it's worse, it's worse for your team, it's worse for you to not take those decisions mm -hmm. when, when you have someone who is not appropriate for, for your business. Mm -hmm. and, and what I've found um, is when, when I have let people like that go, it's, it's often relieving, there, there's a sense of relief for them mm -hmm. because they knew that they weren't right for the business. They knew mm -hmm. that they weren't happy and that's part of why they weren't contributing in whatever way they weren't contributing. So, I, you know, I think getting the right people around you is, is um, well, it's, it's the best way to make your business grow. That's for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. But it's also, it's also the greatest challenge I think that, that a, a business faces. And, and it doesn't matter whether, you know, it's a, it's a startup or whether it's a, you know, multinational corporation. Um, getting the right people on the bus mm -hmm. is, uh, is the key. It's hard. It's hard to fire your first employee. Uh, I, I, 
you know, I, I remember very well. Uh, <laughs> I will never forget. <laughs> you know, the first one that I had to, the first person I had to fire. And, you know, mm -hmm. the, the person, he was older than I was, mm -hmm. um, had, uh, you know, quite a bit of experience. Mm -hmm. um, but afterwards, afterwards, Jamie, um, it, it was amazing that the people in the business came to me and said, oh, thank goodness. And they started telling me stories and mm -hmm. some of those stories were, were very disturbing mm -hmm. um, about the way this individual had behaved. I'm like, why didn't you tell me that before? Cause then it would have been mm -hmm. even easier. Right. Um, but you know, that, that, that first person I had, you know, I was fortunate because at the time I had some resources that I could rely on to, mm -hmm. to help me kind of guide me through that process. A lot of entrepreneurs and business owners don't have that experience. Mm -hmm. They don't have that person there that can say, okay, here's how you need to approach it and here's what you should do and, yeah. uh, you know, to guide you. So, you know, services like what you're providing with your, with your podcast, Abundant Beans, um, is really helping, really helping business owners to be more successful. So great, great that's, work that you're that's doing. That's why we're here. Yeah. We want, we want business owners to just take something out of each podcast that's mm -hmm. applicable to them and just go with it. Um, and that's how we move forward is just yeah. one little step at a time, um, which is why my goal is always to something actionable, you know, out of these podcasts. Um, you know, and thankfully I had a mentor who yeah. walked me through how to fire my first employee and she was my only employee at the time. Um, and she was not happy that I had let her go. Um, but she actually ended up, I'm not quite sure where she ended up cause she doesn't talk to me anymore, which is fine. Like I knew yeah. that was a possibility. Um, but she ended up in a bigger company and she ended up, you know, going home and like it, it helped move her forward, I think, or at yeah. least that's what I like to think happened. Um, I, I think, I think that's, I think that actually is most common. Yeah. And um, we have to let people go so they can move forward too. That's right. That's right. And, and you, you, you can't allow, you can't allow guilt um, to prevent you from having a successful business. And, and again, you know, what I found, especially with larger teams mm -hmm. is that, you know those um, th those people who are who are having behaviors that affect the business mm -hmm. that affects the people around them very very strongly. Right, you're actually kind of my third podca podcast in a row where we're talking about culture and really? <laughs> yeah. people, but it's just it's it's something we all struggle with. Small businesses, big businesses, whatever. That's right. And it's just so important to be slow to hire and quick to fire. Yeah. Um, or having the flexibility to put people where they actually should be. Um, I've learned that, you know, I really need to be asking people, what do you like to do? Mm. What do you want to do? What is fun for you? Um, I have a tax repair and I'm like, what, what, what services are your favorites? And she's like, tax returns. And I'm like, done can handle that, you know, but it's like, if that changes, let me know. I'm going to content, you know, continue to ask you, but you know, what's fun. Because yeah. if you're working in, you know, what you feel like your highest and best is or what you're really good at, you're happy to continue to do that. And you're going to perform. And, and, mm -hmm. and that goes with compensation too. And, and by compensation, I don't just mean the, the, the financial compensation, mm -hmm. you know, understanding what motivates people from a bonus perspective. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's cash. Sometimes it's time off. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes it's recognition. Right. So, you know, having those discussions, mm -hmm. um, you know, are really important, you know, Having worked for you know a really large company, mm -hmm. um, a, a good part of my life, um, you know multi-billion-dollar global company, um, th there there are lots of things in place that allow you to you know follow these sort of set of guidelines and mm -hmm. you know the 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 risk in that is that you can just be following those guidelines mm -hmm. instead of actually having a real yeah. conversation, an authentic conversation mm -hmm. where you try to understand what that person is thinking, feeling, what they want, what they need. Mm -hmm. And and it really is different for different people. You can't assume that everyone wants the same thing. Yeah. Um, it, and, and if you do, it's, it's going to be a mistake because yeah. people are different. They're unique. Yeah. And I think, you know, once you're in, you know, one of the, I mean, this is literally the third conversation I've had about this in the last three hours, but it's really, it's really important when you're paying people correctly, mm -hmm. then you should be adding things. Right. Right. So there should be a baseline of proper livable wage pay and then how do people operate? Because unless you're meeting those minimum requirements of their life or their living and their sanity around money and, you know, their security, then 
what else motivates them? Is it money? Is it time? Is it whatever? Um, so I think it's very interesting because people are like, well, I pay an above market wage. I'm like, but does that include people working five other jobs? Mm-hmm. You know, what is that above market wage? Right. When, when can they give you the mental and physical time that your business requires or would be highest and best for them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, market rate might be $15 an hour. That doesn't mean you're paying them enough to have asked them to do beyond what, um, you know, the job description is. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Very interesting conversations around that today. It's just, because if you have an admin that makes $15 an hour and that's not enough for her to live on, she's not going out and trying to find you other clients. She's trying to make a living. Yeah. And probably trying to find another job. Right. (laughs) Because you're asking more of her than you're paying her for. Right. 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 Um, yeah, there's a lot of older school CPAs and stuff in some of my forums and I'm just like, but what is above market? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah. And it, and it, and it really varies depending on where you live in the U in the U S as well, or internationally. I mean, yeah. And on title too. Yeah. Like I said, if you're paying an admin $50 an hour and that's above market, what does it even mean? Yeah. You know, the, 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 the first role that I took the GM role in, in Australia, New Zealand, you know, the the average there is six weeks of holiday time. Wow, that's awesome. You know, coming from the U.S. where if you take two weeks, it's kind of like, wait, what are you doing? You slackered. Mm-hmm. You know? So th- there, was, there was a lot of cultural adjustment that I had to, had to make when I was uh, working in the different countries. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's so funny. My, mom, uh, my stepmom, she always negotiates more, more vacation. That's her thing. That's um, thing. Yeah. I mean, she's, I mean, she's an exec. So she's just like, I want stock options and more vacation. Yeah. You know, like, she's but, like, I know what to ask for. She's like, I know it's important to me. She's like, we like to travel. Idea. Yeah. You know, and that's like, great. And, and uh, I mean, you know, kudos to her for knowing mm-hmm. what she wants. So mm-hmm. There are people who, you know, know they want something different, but they don't know how to articulate it. Or maybe mm-hmm. they haven't really sat down and thought about it. Mm-hmm. So again, to your point earlier, you know, having those real conversations with people mm-hmm. is what's going to allow you to find out what motivates them and what they need and to ensure that for those employees, you really want to keep those ones you want to keep on the bus, mm-hmm. that they're happy and mm-hmm. happiness is going to lead to productivity and it's going to lead to a positive culture in the, in the workforce. That's awesome. Um, so what have been some of the biggest successes um, in all the companies you've run for you? Um, <clears throat> I, for me personally, the, the biggest successes is uh, when I find someone, bring them in and uh, see them go on to be promoted, you know, outside of my, outside of my geography or, or my business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're, I've, I've been gone from, uh, from that division of Colgate for six and a half, almost seven years now. And um you know, there are still people that I hired who are getting promoted and, and continuing to grow in that organization. To me, that's, that's huge. You know, that's, that's far more important than, you know, the fact that we hit our numbers, you know, for a year mm-hmm. or, you know, exceeded or whatever. It's, it's um, you know, it's seeing people be successful. That's, that's what's most important to me. That's awesome. You know, now, um, now that I've got my own businesses um, and, and, you know, I used to tell people, imagine, imagine this marketing dollars were coming out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, they actually are coming out of my pocket. And uh, it's, a, it's a different way of, of thinking for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, now I, I, I want to do things, Jamie, that are more than just profit driven. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why this uh, Women's Health Initiative is so important to me. It's, it's, it's doing things with purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a you know, for a larger good than, than just the, the financial rewards. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, I, th- I think those will come, mm-hmm. but they'll come because we're doing something that is right and something that is good. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you're helping people live better lives That's or more, you know, for us, it's, you know, sustainable businesses. We want to help people create sustainable businesses through tax savings Yeah, that and, gets them closer to their happy well, lives. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's, that's amazing. You know, I was speaking to an OB, uh, an OBGYN and she was telling me um, how important it is to, to ensure that you build trust over time mm-hmm. uh, through, through the website. And she told me this story and <clears throat> she said it was fine to, to share. She had a patient for three years, mm-hmm. for three years. 
um, before that patient told her that she had not had sexual intercourse with her partner mm -hmm. uh, in over 10 years. Holy cow. Because of the pain mm -hmm. that was associated um, with it. And, um, and, and, and again, back to that point of the, you know, there's a shame there. There's a whole nother complication when this physiological response mm -hmm. from menopause, which is the vaginal dryness, which mm -hmm. then results in, in pain with intercourse, manifests itself in a relationship where the husband is saying, well, you know what, I don't, mm -hmm. you know, I don't excite you anymore. And, you know, mm -hmm. but that's not, that's not the issue, mm -hmm. but that emotional baggage is all tied up into that. And so, you know, because she had built trust over a three year period, he was able to find solutions for this mm -hmm. woman. And um, just a couple of weeks ago, she had this little sticky note uh, uh, that it, the woman had called and left one message mm -hmm. and it was success. <laughs> uh, you know, for her, that was like such a powerful moment. Mm -hmm. She had done something to help this woman have a better life. I mean, mm -hmm. truly have a better life with, with her spouse, obviously. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, you know, th those are the kind of successes that I'm, I'm looking for now. That's so fun. It's yeah. so fun. Yeah. We have a client who, um, you know, he just started out as a, you know, little, little business and now he's got some national contracts mm. and I'm just like, Whoa, <laughs> he's like that. Yeah, Cause I don't have to do my bookkeeping. Thanks guys. You know, or he's <laughs> just like, you know, cause I've got you behind me. Like he's just, you know, he's just like, thank you because I don't know what I would have done without you basically. Wow. And I was like, you would have been fine. Like you would be, you would be here. He's like, yeah, but I wouldn't have the peace of mind, you know, or like feel like I have the space or the people behind me. You know, he's That's like, cause it's just me. Yeah. Um, so it's just really fun to watch our clients grow. Um, and that's as fun for me, you yeah. know, other CPAs will just be like, Ooh, more tax returns. But I'm just like, yay, my clients are growing in their foot, you know? And I'm just like, okay, what do you need? How do we fix this? You know, or I'm like, Whoa, hold on. We got to look at California, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but you know, he's like, okay, good. He's like, good thing I have you because, you know, cause they want to know any of this stuff. And I was like, you're not supposed to, yeah. you know? And he's, uh, he has the let freedom. Me take that off, let me take that off your plate so that you can focus on the things that you do best. Yeah. And he's always had that freedom because he's always had us, you know? Yeah. So he's always just been like, I know that you're behind me. And if I give you my harebrained ideas, you'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. There's things to consider here. <laughs> Beautiful. That's perfect. Um, so you have launching in 24 hours, right? Your therapeutic, yes. the therapeutic dog treats or dog and cat. Treats. Yeah. Completely, completely different business, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, talk about that. Yeah. So, you know, uh, again, as a veterinarian and I, I've worked in nutrition all my life, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I saw a gap in the marketplace uh, for therapeutic treats that addressed uh, various health issues that, that dogs face. So just a little bit of background. Mm -hmm. 80% of all dogs over the age of one suffer from dental disease, some form of dental disease. I just heard that statistic a couple of weeks ago and I was like, what? Well, it's actually, it, February is National Pet Dental Health Month. Oh, so that's at maybe, least that's working. Well, I was at, and I was at a, I was at a vet conference. So. Okay. All right. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know that you, uh, you, you offer accounting services for veterinarians, which is yeah, fantastic yeah. because we don't get, we don't get uh, business training in vet school. No, that's what we're here for. Unfortunately, I, I had, uh, like, like most students, I had one, one business course, which covered everything, mm -hmm. accounting, legal, HR, finance, <laughs> I mean, come on, you know, it, 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 it didn't work. So yeah, that doesn't work. For those veterinarians out there, you talk to Jamie, she can help you. I can, or at least point um, you in the right direction. Yeah. So, so, so dogs, dogs and cats suffer from, from dental disease and it's not surprising because people don't brush their dog's teeth. And I'll be honest did, with you. We probably did when they were puppies, but. I'll be honest with you. Vets who say brush your dog's teeth probably don't brush their dog's teeth. No, no, that's it's hard. It's I hard. I don't do my own bookkeeping. We're cool. Inconvenient. So, um, so I, I developed a line of, of dental treats, but the, the real key is that inside the dental treat, mm -hmm. um, inside the core is a nutraceutical. So it's a, a product that's, kind of acts like a drug, but it's all mm -hmm. natural. Mm -hmm. And it addresses things like uh, joint health, uh, joint problems, mm -hmm. skin and uh, coat issues, sensitive stomach, allergy issues, oh, yeah. anti-aging, and weight management. Oh, wow. It does all those things. 
Yeah. That's well, so, so they're different. They're different varieties. Mm -hmm. uh, the product's called Duos mm -hmm. and um, patent pending, uh, which is which is very exciting. That's awesome. Uh, and then each of the actives are are patented or patent pending as well. Oh, so, great! But they're so, all natural, non-GMO. Um, only four calories. So you can, you can treat with guilt uh, free. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that four calories. Cause you know, we always over treat, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, people don't think about the fact that when they give their, you know, little dog, that's, you know, 10 pounds. Who only needs like, tea, a hundred, like you know, calories like a hundred calories. Giving a person three or four big Macs, right? Mm -hmm. It's just overloading with calories. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I, I, you know, I tried to take all the learning that I've had and, and apply it to um, to these treats. And yeah, we're very excited to be to be launching soon. I think Yikes. by the time this airs, they'll they'll be online and available awesome. for sale. Awesome, and we'll have the links in the in the description boxes. As soon yeah, as super. I, as Thank soon you. as they go live, we'll get those links up for you. Um, so that's really fun. Um, let's see. So I actually want to go back to the Women's Health Initiative because you and I can talk about that forever. Yeah. So, um, so it's going to be a telehealth platform. Is that correct? Yes. And then yeah. what are some of the initial services? So, um, so part of it depends on, you know, so there's state to state regulations that differ. Um, so in some cases it might be a teleconsult. So literally over the phone, mm -hmm. um, in other States, you know, a, a zoom style meeting or mm -hmm. a Skype meeting is, is required. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, we will be gathering from from the clients their mm -hmm. medical history and, and understanding what their issues are and their and their problems. Mm -hmm. um, so so a big focus will be obviously on vaginal health, mm -hmm. um, but also we want to offer um, free services around exercises. Mm -hmm. um, so we have a um, uh, Someone who I won't I won't mention the name yet because uh, we ha we haven't launched, but uh, she has specialized in um, sports uh, medicine and training. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that um, you you may know this, but mm -hmm. for particularly for for young women who go from one sport to another, say basketball to volleyball mm -hmm. or to softball or mm -hmm. to soccer, mm -hmm. um, th those require different muscle actions mm -hmm. and most injuries occur when those young women go from one sport to the other because they haven't made those adjustments so we want to make sure that we are providing uh you know their mothers or their caretakers or the young women themselves mm -hmm. um, the information they need and exercises that can help prepare their bodies for that different sport or it's that pelvic health stuff that pelvic floor and stuff and that's a perfect example. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, so, so as women age, you know, their, their needs change. Mm -hmm. So as women have babies, if they choose to have babies, mm -hmm. um, requires a, a different set of, of skills and exercises. Mm -hmm. um, so we want to provide information on that as well. Um, but we, we want to be there for, again, the whole woman. Mm -hmm. So not just where we have products now, you know, we're launching with uh, eight or 10 products, mm -hmm. uh, again, focused a lot on, on vaginal health, mm -hmm. but we'll also branch into other areas around intimacy, mm -hmm. um, but, but other health issues as well. And then we'll have some wellness products as well. Yeah. So um, you mentioned awesome. that you had had a couple more cups of coffee than you normally do. <laughs> we, we actually have a, we actually have a product that um, it's kind of like a lip balm, mm -hmm. but it also gives you caffeine. So hey. you get, a coffee boost with like a lipstick. Because I don't know drink a rock star is what you're telling me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And uh, it doesn't stain your teeth like coffee mm -hmm. or tea does. Um, and uh, it also has uh, humectants in it. So it actually pumps up the lips a little bit as well. So oh, that's cool. Well, you know, and you and I, I think would, you know, the first time we talked, you know, we talked about the, the emergence of telehealth um, for just, uh, for topicals mm -hmm. or for like dermatology, like I use Curology. I love it. I just right. take pictures. They make recommendations. They send me my stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and there's like Latisse. There's like, there's different, there's different options for, you know, more topicals. Right. But right. giving women the option to do conferences, because we're busy. Mm -hmm. Like to do just, you know, a 30 minute conference or whatever. It just saves us so much time. 
but also you're right. It's just, it takes that whole, like, I have to drive to the doctor. I have to give them my life story. I have to deal with other people. I have to check out. I have to do the whole thing, you know, like I went to my PT and my chiropractor yesterday, back to back five hours. Wow. Yeah. But of course I'm driving across town because these are the best people. Right. Like these are, these are my people. Um, so could I go closer to home? Probably, but I have to go across number. But I'm doing it anyway because it's made such a big change in my life. Right. But I'm different than most other people. If something's not working, I go find the solution. Yeah. Because that's my priority. Um, because I realize that I can't give that energy. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> if you, I'm in pain you or if I'm tired. Your, you can't deliver for your clients if you're in pain, if you're mm-hmm. suffering. Or can I be a mom or a wife? Yeah, exactly. On top of all of that. So exactly. That's awesome. I'm really excited. Well, you you know I'm really excited <laughs> about this because I've you know I've del- I, I I work with women. Most of our clients are women. You know I, I see how hard it is yeah. to stay healthy. Um, and I do know you know kind of going back to the whole exercises thing. Female athletes, I think, is it tw- are twice have twice as many twice twice as many injuries as male ath- athletes. Yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I work with a with a pelvic, pelvic floor PT, and you know the thing she tells me, the thing she knows, it just, it makes so much sense mm-hmm. looking back on why right. I've been in pain since right. I was, you know, a freshman in high school. Right. So hopefully we can, we can help to, to solve some of those problems before they become really debilitating. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you mentioned topicals. We're, we're actually, uh, we're, we're doing a clinical trial currently on a post-procedural skincare cream. Oh, cool. So, um, one that will be, um, you know, if, this, if the studies come through as we as we anticipate, mm-hmm. um, will be available probably by the time the, the the podcast airs as well. That's so important. So, yeah, and 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 then we'll have um, so so that's post procedural. We'll use some of the same technology for a daily uh, product as well, and uh, some unique properties so that it doesn't wash off or you know. Mm-hmm. Um, d- doesn't come off until you're ready for it to come off. Most creams and lotions that, that people put on their faces, men and women, mm-hmm. um, you know, are gone once they take a shower or once they wash mm-hmm. their face, or even with just perspiration, if you go yeah. to the gym or you're outside on a summer day. Yeah. Um, which so this, so this is for wound, wound care? There's one for wound care, but there will also be a daily. Oh, okay. Um, be a moisturizer with the SPF as well. Oh, wow. So, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about those. I'm all about the things like, my husband, my husband cut his fingers off or the tips of his fingers off. And we learned all about new wound care because it's been a while, you know, they're like, you know, for a while it was like, keep it dry, keep it, keep it blah, blah, blah. But now it's like, keep it moist. Right. And especially in Colorado. So we learned some interesting things at that time, but then somebody else was like, Oh, you know, my doctor said to keep dry. I'm like, no, 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 no. You have to keep it moist. Yeah. That's, that's the new wound care. So that's really cool that you guys have something that's going to be we we yeah we've been working on a, um, a, a another product on in the wound care space around uh, bed sores and pressure well, pressure pressure uh, injuries. Um, Technology so cool. Yeah, it, I mean you know when you when you look at the incidence of, of diabetes, particularly in the states, you mm-hmm. know it continues to rise. Uh, and part of the one of the complications of diabetes are are, are pressure wounds. Mm-hmm. And so managing those is is very very challenging um, mm-hmm. for for quadriplegics, quadriplegics or paraplegics as well, mm-hmm. um, you know those pressure injuries that come from being, uh, you know, sitting in the wheelchair in the same position, mm-hmm. you know, because they can't feel that they need to to move, um, that can become a very very challenging wound, and and doctors have a challenging time managing those wounds. So we're we're developing some solutions, and and, and those are uh, clinical trials that are going on as well now. So we are um, look at you with all those um, irons in the fire. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a lot of things to be solved still, and I like that. You there know. are there are yeah. there are so many so many challenges, um, and you know, um, I, you know, we want, we can't do it all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we want to be very focused. Our, our our focus is now on women's health, but there there are a few things that we have ongoing that we're doing for for various clients and. We'll continue to, to run the consulting side of our business mm-hmm. um, so that we can leverage some of these technologies, but allow others to, to take them forward in, in various products. That's really cool. Yeah. I love it. 
Awesome, Blake. And, and, and that's important, I think, for, for you know, some of, your, some of your listeners who are running their businesses and, 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 and they're going to be faced with challenges like, do I, offer, do I offer this service along with this thing? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the answer is yes, but sometimes the answer is, you know, let me outsource that to a partner or mm-hmm. uh, maybe do a joint venture or, or have a referral practice. Mm-hmm. Um, because if, if you try to do everything, you're going to end up not doing anything. And um, so, so finding that right balance is, is really key. Uh, we don't do payroll. And I keep saying, well, we don't do payroll. I don't even do my own payroll. Mm. Uh, we sort we outsource to a third party. Um, right. We always have. And then Jenny's like, I need, anybody's like, I need payroll. I'll make great. Let me give you to our third party because that's what they do. Right. Um, it's not worth our time. It's not worth the hassle. It's not worth fees. Like, it's just, it's not a value add service. Right. You know, there's nothing there that's like, ooh, thank you so much for being my payroll person. <laughs> you know, I hate doing payroll. I'm an expert in payroll. I want nothing to do with it. Right. You know, you don't have to do everything you're good at also. Exactly. I think it's really, really good advice. Um, we actually are in the process of cleaning up a payroll problem. Mm. And my, my mom does all of our bookkeeping and she's working on this project. She's like, this is why we don't do payroll. I hate payroll. And I was like, see, this is why we don't do payroll. It's just, it's so much compliance and so much work right. um, that other people have automated or have created, you know, really good businesses around. It doesn't have to be us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I even have a colleague that I send some people to because that's what she does. She does payroll. She excels at payroll. She loves payroll. She's got a whole process around it. She's got a whole amazing team. Great. Here's your payroll. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing with payroll is that a lot of that's the easiest way to steal money from small businesses mm-hmm. through payroll. Yeah. Um, it's the easiest way to misappropriate funds. And then you can have all notices sent to you and the client never knows. Wow. And then they're on the hook for all that, all those payroll taxes. Mm. Um, and it's fraud on top of that, because right. you're supposed to be, you know, you're in trust of those funds for the employee. And it's mm-hmm. just a whole, dis- a whole disastrous mess. So I'm just like, nope, I don't touch it. Yeah. I'm happy to interface with our processor, which is also your processor. But right. beyond that, nope. Yeah. I don't want to deal with it. So, so do you have a lot of clients where you, where you encourage them to, um, you know, when they bring these kinds of challenges to mm-hmm. you, like, should I do this? Should I offer this also? Mm-hmm. Or you steer them towards, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always, you know, I always questions about whether they need to be doing that or not. Yeah. Anything is highest and best. Right. You yeah. know, or, you know, cause we, we, I like to work with people on a goal-based, I like to know what their goals are. Mm-hmm. And so if they come to me with something that's, you know, not congruent, with what they've told me they want, I'll back it up and be like, wait a minute, you told me that you wanted this. Has this right. changed or does this tell me how this fits in? Right. Um, and if it doesn't, then, you know, we have to, we, we try to make decisions and I try to guide my clients to make decisions based on their goals, you mm-hmm. know, or what they value. Right. And generally what their goal is, is kind of leads us to their values or we understand what they value. We can kind of work backwards sometimes. Um, but for instance, like we had a, we had a client who was a chiropractor and he had this kind of larger, you know, partner conglomerate come and, you know, ask if they could, I don't know, maybe he went to them. I can't remember. Um, but he basically was giving up his business to take a salary because running a business was hard for him. And Mm -hmm. I was like, how does this fit in with what you told me you want though? Mm -hmm. Um, he ended up doing it. And it ended up imploding his business, oh. you know, and he's like, I'm not going to do it. And then he ended up doing it. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, he didn't come back to me, but that's what we're here for. And that's why we do unlimited calls and emails. Tell right. us what's going on so that's we can, fantastic. so we yeah. can know. Um, but it's just, it's important, you know, it's important yeah. to have at least an advisor, which actually leads me to my last question for you. Are you ready? Yes. Um, so from all your experience in your many ventures, what is the number one piece of advice you like to give entrepreneurs and those that want to be entrepreneurs? So um, I, I, I want to talk about um, legal side of being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So whatever business you're going in, um, and especially if you are taking money, mm-hmm. investment, and bringing on investors, then ensuring that you have Transparency, number one, to those to those investors is critical, but also having insurance. 
Hmm. So DNO insurance, product liability insurance, workman's comp insurance, you know, it's, it's an area where health insurance, it's an area where entrepreneurs often think I can cut a corner here because everything's fine. My investors are great. You know, nothing, nothing bad's going to happen. You know, they love what I'm doing. I got a great partner. Life throws lots of complications at entrepreneurs. Mm. Um, I can't remember who said it, but the, the quote is something like, um, you know, going into work in a business that you don't really enjoy is like, you know, a thousand cuts. Being an entrepreneur is like getting a punch in the face every five minutes. And, um, you know, it's tough. It's tough. But um, don't cut corners on, on the insurance side. Don't cut corners on advisors. Um, find people that you can trust, that you can be honest with, mm-hmm. um, people that you can outsource your accounting or your payroll to. Mm-hmm. Um, don't do those things that you're not good at doing. Mm-hmm. That allows you to stay focused on, on your business. And, and it's a mistake that you know, I've, I've made in the past personally. So we all have. You know, what I want to encourage entrepreneurs out there to, to think about and ensure that they are adequately covered. I love it. It's so important. Mm. It's so important. Also, like people go into partnerships without partnership agreements. Yep. And I'm like, we have to plan a divorce. I know that's not fun to talk about, but we don't, we have to, in this instance, especially because you're not physically married to these people, Mm -hmm. we have to know how it's going to happen, what's going to happen when stuff goes sideways. Yeah. Because that is the boundary. And that's, you know, that's how you guys are going to work together because you'll know what to do if stuff goes sideways Um, and it helps you work together better. Right. That's right. It's a prenup. The best contracts, the best contracts are the ones where, you know, you you get them done, you, you get them all fine, legally approved and you put them in your drawer and you never have to touch them again. Mm -hmm. But if there's a problem, you pull it out of that drawer and right here it is. Here's the solution. Mm -hmm. It's laid out. It's clear. Mm -hmm. It's unambiguous. And um, again, it's an area where I've I've had the good fortune to to, um, be involved in a couple of different entrepreneurial programs Mm -hmm. uh, from Pipeline Entrepreneurs, which is Mm -hmm. based in the Midwest, Mm -hmm. to the Village Capital uh, uh, program. Um, You know, I've been involved with uh, KU's MBA program. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I just, I, I encourage them all to, you know, don't cut corners on the legal side don't cut corners on contracts, protect mm. yourself. And, and therefore you'll protect your business. That's the way you can be successful. Yeah. And I always tell people like you want a lawyer in your pocket just in case. Exactly. If something goes sideways, you need somebody who already knows you and is in your corner. Yes. And also is somebody you've already asked questions of. Right. It's and so important. to protect you and your business. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's just so important. Um, I was like, don't, I always <laughs> don't start stuff, but also do what they tell you to do. Yeah. They're don't, there for a reason. don't take their advice and go try to do it yourself because yeah. that's going to go sideways and then we have to unravel it all. <laughs> exactly. And it's going to cost you more in the long run. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks Blake. Really Thank appreciate you. your time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant.